Chapter 23 The In the World, But Not Of It I sat in meditation with the great beings on top of Mount Zion, or Mount Meru, as these Buddhists called it. I wasn't quite like them, since I was the only one without pants, but I was with them, as we were all called to sit. There we observed our minds, and so they discussed the true nature of reality. And when I looked into these sages' eyes, all the men and women held the radiance within all of totality. Who are you? asked the sage. Not sure. What about you? They call me a Buddhist, but all of us here know that's not who I am, said the sage. Then who are you really? For I am no one, and I own nothing. I am a protector of this sacred land, and I serve for the great relief of suffering, he said. But you live in the body of a man. And what about emptiness, and what about the illusion of form? Aren't you a spiritual being, living in a magical time-space continuum, shifting in ways that only you can transform? What if we're all of it? but empty of it at the same time? What if our egos are caught in a riddle or a koan, and this one happens to rhyme? What if I am clear light, connected through all our ancestors? What if everyone on this planet was reborn so many times that every single being is my mother? Now what about you? Tell me how you were raised. Is there a religion you follow? What is the name that your mother gave? He said. Well, right now I'm lost, and I forgot most of what I knew. I was born into a working family, then I joined the order long before I met you. The closest person in my life is named Manuka, who I call my sister, and so I became her protector, since she is the one I'll always look after. And if you must call me something, then know me as automatic. I'm afraid I'm much more simple than almost anyone else and I'm wandering because I'm in need of magic. Magic? What kind? asked the sage in the orange robe. I need the magic that can change people's minds. I'm afraid the world has gone mad. We're stuck in an illusion of clinging, grasping, and craving more and more. All of us seem to have lost sight, including me, and it seems that no one even remembers what we're living for. We need the magic that can heal, we need some magic that can overcome the controlling empires. Right now the people are persuaded by ignorance, anarchy, and liars. I grew up believing in Jesus Christ, but the exclusive church doesn't explain what happened in his young adulthood before he became a man. And while the whole world is waiting for a second coming, what the world really needs is a protector, magician, lover, and king or at least an exorcist like King Solomon. Oh, how I wish Jesus would come back. Everyone's waiting for him to save us. But in order to face the armies of man, I think we need an angel to destroy the wickedness of the world, almost the opposite of Jesus. What if the magic you're looking for is the magic that can awaken, said the man in the orange robe. And where can it be found? Oh, great teacher, you are the one who has already gone. Descend from this mountain at once and show these people where they have gone wrong. 
It is not up to the I, but rather it depends on the we. I will teach you if you are willing to listen, and that is the magic of how all beings can be freed, he said. Then where do we start? It starts with you, right here in your heart. Everyone you think you are fighting is woven of the same spiritual source, and so you are correct that we are caught in the illusion of separateness, which makes us feel as if we're apart. This ignorance and illusion spins the wheel of life called samsara, and the lack of wakefulness may even be seen as tragic. But you are that protector who is tasked to fight the armies of ignorance. So who are you really? My boy, you are the magic, he said. But the more I try to fight my enemies, the more my life falls apart. And when I try to seek peace, all I could do was run from my counterparts. For who am I really? I'm just the same as them. It's taken me so long to realize this, but few know how the soul lives in all hearts as it's living within the same people we hate and condemn. And how can we heal this world? If I can barely help myself, how can I watch over my great friend Manuka if we're just as trapped as everyone else? There was a great pause, and then the sage in the orange robe spoke. Although life appears very serious, we must always seek the humor and jokes. When we become too serious, we resort to violence, and then we shoot and bomb our enemies. Once upon a time, I sat under a Bodhi tree, and there I awoke. There I realized the true nature of reality, he said. Well, what is it? Come on, tell me how it is. Then I'll go down and spread the teachings of how a good soul must live. Have you heard of my four fun facts? He asked. You mean the four noble truths? And have you discovered that form is emptiness and emptiness is form? He asked. I have heard this. And just now I have heard the Sutra of Dependent Origination that explains existence and its coming into forms. What else is there to learn? What else must I know? Tell me the way at once, and there I will go. If someone ever tells you that they know the way, you should know that this person is trapped. For you alone are it. You yourself are your map, he said. He turned my palms open and began to look at the lines within my hand. You see, this is your map and this is the map of a single human man. On your dominant hand is the root of this life, and on your other hand is the map according to how it was designed to go. As you age with experience, the lifeline will stretch through the center of your palm as a record of how you grow. Nothing is permanent, and everything will change. The choice we have is to resolve our past karma, and once I healed all my past karma, the people came to know me as a sage. But remember, I too am a simple man, not lesser or more than you, for we are clear light crossing paths, and we must help those who are suffering no matter what we go through. Now I must inquire about your family's teachings. What were you taught when you were raised? I'm curious about the origin of your lineage. What was the religion you were taught in your boyhood days? He said. I was baptized as a Catholic. Ah, so, then you are a brave follower of Christ. Did you know that the man called Buddha and the one called Christ are exactly alike? 
They offered up their life to the world. They gave up their own desires and let go of their attachments. There they lived, spreading the high teachings, sutras, and commandments. You know, Christ and Buddha are just names. But since we know the sutra of dependent arising, we know that names are void in nature. No matter what problems exist, existence is perfect in nature of the one creator. Christians call that creator God. While I see emptiness through the absence of self, some know it as Brahma, Allah, Jehovah, or the inner fire called the Atman. Yet the magic of life exists within all beings, and so the source Christians call the Holy Spirit is our basic goodness that lives with everyone else. To answer your question as to how you can help heal the world, you must resolve your own karmic patterns first rather than doing what the individual ego seeks and prefers. Give it all up, and everything will come back to you. Remember that this life is like a dream, and you're right in between. Then upon death you'll awake. There you and Jesus will laugh together, since life is not what it seems. Be selfless in your journey. We can be unattached to desire by practicing humility, selflessness, service, devotion, discipline, and grit. Now what did Jesus himself say? Be in the world, but not of it, said the sage in orange robes. I took a moment to think. I guess that makes a lot of sense, because Jesus and the Buddha were both called to Rome. The orange sage smiled. After all, we're just walking each other home, said the sage in the orange robe. Can I tell you the truth? And this is something I have always feared. I realize that I hate so much of this world, and I'm sorry to disappoint you, as this message must be a disgrace to your ears. For I can barely stand what we do to this planet. I can no longer take the chemicals, manufactured pills, greed, and insanity. Everyone is so busy trying to make more money, but so many of us are poor, tired, and alone that all I ever feel is more and more angry. The pyramid of the mature man you are called to build is actually a sacred stupa. This great tower can be found around the world as rocks have been gathered and aligned to honor the awakened nature I know as the Buddha. The pinnacle is the peak. It is the wakeful quality of the rising sun. Angry you may be, but anger is not what you will feel when it's all said and done. Even if you've lost your mind, and even if you feel that anger makes this a lost cause, even if you've lost everything you've ever had, remember that for thousands of years, people believe in something greater than the individual, and this is what many know as God. The people you claim to hate are the people Jesus loved. You must be sly like a snake, be simple like a dove, said the Buddha. I took some time to ponder and wonder, and as I sat beside this old sage, I looked out upon the land. There in the distance, I could see the great order I had escaped, and this was the order I left when the journey first began. And isn't it fascinating how the teachings of Christ, Muhammad, Krishna, Shiva, and Buddha still go on? After thousands of years, why is it that these pure teachings cannot be proved wrong. It is because they realize the true nature of reality, and yet they started like us 
as ordinary women and men. They were not trying to escape this world or avoid life suffering, but rather this suffering is how the Buddha was awakened. Integrate the spiritual teachings into everyday life. Be present just where you are. Smile like you mean it, and I promise love and compassion will take you forever far, he said. And I thought Buddhism was just about nothing. He laughed. That's a good joke. It's about nothingness of emptiness. That is the true nature of compassion. What Christ summoned during his crucifixion was invisible in nature, and this invisible force was the God he called out to in his passion. He said, Nothing and nothingness. Well, what's the difference? Nothing is nihilism. It's like saying there's no point to anything at all. But nothingness is an examination into the emptiness of all things, to see the cause of dependent origination and to work to awaken all beings from suffering since this is a human's highest calling. Even the nature of pain is empty since the suffering itself is void of any form. Even though both of us are having a human experience, we are here because we are called to awaken the world as all life transforms. The monk in the orange robe paused. He took a deep breath in and then spoke. For as long as space endures, and for as long as living beings remain, until then may I too abide to dispel the misery of the world, he said. Of course I want to help. I too want to make this world a better place. But the more I live in the materialistic world, the more I want to escape the materialistic rat race. We start by examining our individual karma. This is our own life based upon the choices of cause and effects. Everything in our past determines our reality, and unless we heal our karma, then the past is bound to reappear and happen next. You see, the past creates the future, but only the present can rewrite both. If we are able to purify our old karma, then we will undergo profound spiritual growth, he said. Then this is my path, but my life has gotten so painful and complex. Whenever I try to rectify, it leads me into a maze and I never know where to go next. And so the sage in the orange robe rubbed his chin. I know where I first started, and so I look within. I look to where my life has led me. Then I ask, what have I avoided up till now? And once you can honestly answer that question, then you are becoming one with the Tao. The Tao is the way, even if you can't answer why, where, or how. Rectify what happened and whatever you've avoided in the past. And once you do, you're healing a future that starts with the now, said the sage. Oh, wow. My eyes looked out upon the horizon. There I saw the order from when I ran away. I escaped that place because it caused me so much pain. But maybe, just maybe, I ran from the order because I was afraid. Then I must return to heal my roots. For that giant city is the order from which I ran. I was scared of the life I was called to live, for it was where I was raised before I grew into this man. And if you can clear that old karma, a new way will appear. Do not be afraid, my child, for the path you are on is more powerful than all of your fears, he said. I was so terrified within. 
for that order was the place I never wanted to return. It was the land of material satisfaction where everyone was measured upon by the status as to what every person earns. You say I must face my shortcomings, and you advise that I should rectify the troubles of my past? But what happens if I don't succeed? What happens if I cannot complete this difficult task? Where there is a will, then there appears the way. Nothing is permanent, but the truth called Dharma is with you, and that teaching will forever remain. Your body is impermanent, but by living these teachings, you cultivate compassion throughout infinity, aim to inspire the community, and then all of us will come together to expand human possibility. Be fearless to meet this moment. Be just as you are here and now. When you are determined in why you are healing the past, then you can overcome any question as to how, said the sage in the orange robe. I looked to the bottom of the mountain, and I knew my pants were down below. I'd go retrieve them first, then I'd head toward the great order to rectify the past that I'd run from so long ago.